0: shooting 2
1: one shining moment three words one emotion nostalgia it could be for the previous four weeks could be the previous four years but for us it takes us back over the previous four decades on the eve of the greatest tournament of the year it's our time to take you down memory lane and remind you of teams like the fab 5 the flintstones the runnin' rebs dunk city Danny and the Miracles, the Flying Illini, and countless Cinderella's. Individuals like the Big Nasty, the Big Dog, Mad Dog, the Admiral, and Kmart. And chants like, who's your daddy? Betty A. So be you a gaucho from UCSB, a blue jay from Creighton, an eagle from Winthrop, or an antelope from Grand Canyon, right now, you're dancing. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's our pleasure to bring you
0: middle-aged
1: men on March Madness. Did you know, we can't talk hoops with a big three. You need five to play the game as the movie Hoosiers have taught us. And we found the perfect two to round out our squad. Gentlemen, help me welcome our esteemed guests. In his 11th year as girls head coach at Kickapoo High School in Missouri, he has over 270 wins, a state title in 2015, and a chance to win one more this weekend. In addition, he has 10 years on NCAA staffs at both Southwest Missouri State and the University of Michigan. Boys and girls, please help me welcome our friend and David's former roommate in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Jim Pender Pendergrass. And now... He's a 6'3", middle-aged man who has helmed the Office of Media Relations for the University of Michigan Men's Basketball Program for the past 23 years. He's been part of 10 NCAA tournament teams, witnessed five Sweet 16 runs, and a pair of NCAA runner-up finishes. He is the Associate Director at UM's Athletic Communications. He is my mentor, T-Dub, Tom Wyrot, Pender, Dub, this is like we jumped into DeLorean gunned to 88 miles an hour and are sitting around Frasers on a Wednesday night. Great to see you guys. Gentlemen, how are we doing?
2: Doing great. I'm ready to bring my 1.21 gigawatts.
1: <laughs> Appreciate you guys having
3: me on this. Um, I've got to tell you a little bit of a story, but uh, I think it may have been Dave sent me a link on Facebook about, it was either you or Dave or Gene about this middle-aged man. So I'm listening to it one day. I've got it on the podcast. And it's playing and I'm back in our bedroom and my wife says, what are you listening to? I'm just putting away clothes and she kind of hears what's going on. And it was the episode episode with Andrew. And uh, so then I start telling her the story about you guys. And she said, you would be perfect on this show. (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you've just got so many good stories. And I said, So what would my episode be? Would my episode be a middle-aged man getting married at 45 years old for the first time? And she goes, yeah, that would be perfect episode for you and all the little stories that you have.
1: Pender in in Missouri going for uh, title number two this weekend. T-Dub in Indy uh, in his uh, hotel room getting ready to make a run. So we came up with our own fantasy starting five of... March Madness past, post-Jordan era, 86 to now. You could pick any five guys as your starting five, a sixth man and a head coach in our fantasy draft, if you will. Oh, man. Ding. Right off the jump <laughs> um, for, uh, for our team. So, Pender, who do you got as your starting five all-time? And these aren't, these aren't five that your five is going to be my five, going to be Tom's five. These are just your five favorite guys in the tournament.
4: Who you got? Post-1985.
1: You know, I, I looked at this,
3: and for me, the NCAA tournament um, and the top players, I think this has changed over the years. You know, when they went away from having players that stayed for three or four years and it's kind of one-and-done guys – a lot of the guys that I have are older guys, kind of guys past. And the guys that I picked or thought about were not necessarily players for four years that you think about, but more of players that had defining moments in the NCAA tournament. Those those are the guys that kind of stood out to me. Um, you know, one obviously to me uh, is Danny Manning and the miracles in 1988. You know, being Oklahoma's, you know, know, picked to beat them in the NCAA tournament, Um, you know, they knocked out uh, my Southwest Missouri State Bears (laughs) in a tight game early on in that tournament. Uh, And then Danny went on and and led them to the championship. Um, I went a little bit, I guess, 1985, you had said, um, another moment was Patrick Ewing and the upset of Villanova over his team. And that was one that kind of stood out to me. So, um, so Patrick, and and Ewing is, is part guy. of your five,
0: Pender? Ewing is part of your five? Or?
3: I, Patrick, I, I went ahead and despite included him because, you know, in that 1985, yeah. And despite the loss, but they were such heavily favorites over Villanova. Um, and just nobody thought they'd win. And that's one of the, for me, one of the earlier NCAA tournaments I remember watching as a kid.
1: You can't go wrong with man Christian Leitner. I no, know there that. It is.
3: Yeah, um, you know Christian Leitner. I know that kills Michigan fans um, just due to that rivalry. Um, but when you look at production as a college player, that you know I he's agree. as good
2: as there
1: was, no doubt.
2: And are you reading my list? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: too in, aren't I? Tom's um
4: facial expressions every time Pender says something, he just says <laughs> connection because that's almost as if you guys may episode.
1: have awesome. we'll watched tournaments together. <laughs> All
0: right. you get you got three right?
1: Okay,
3: um, the next guy I've got's Larry Johnson. Um, oh, yeah. I first became familiar with Larry Johnson, yeah, when he was in high school. I, he played at Skyline High School in Dallas, Texas. And they actually played in a tournament, high school tournament in West Plains, Missouri. So I remember going down there as a sixth grader and watching his team play and then just following his career from there. I instantly became a fan. And then my fifth guy, um, I've got to go with Tyler Hansborough, at Poplar uh, Bluff, Missouri. I know that's a homer team. pick. Psycho um,
1: team. Um, wow.
3: Just right down the road from here, and, you know, he's a four-time first-team All-American. You know, I've got to pick a hometown guy and, and Homer from there. But um, for me, there, there's a lot of ways to go with this. And looking back, you know, Ramil Robinson at Michigan, you know, hitting those free throws at the end of the game to win that national championship. Bryce Drew shot at the end to be Ole Miss um, on the home run play that's kind of became famous. And I just think the NCAA tournament is so much about end-of-the-game plays, and those are the things that kind of stick out to me.
1: I love that starting five. I I don't know who's going to bring the ball up, but, my God, those five (laughs) guys are just phenomenal names uh, and synonymous with college hoops. Tom, well, it looks like you're,
0: that's the debate we had though, Gene, right? Was right. do we do position or positionless five positionless Pender five?
1: Pender went were, positionless right. five and that's yeah. okay. Did you name a six
4: man? Out. No, we need a six. A coach? A coach.
1: I did not do this. I just said the starting five at this okay. point, but yeah, Pender, okay. who do you got as your, who would be your six man? Who would be your, your guy coming off the bench? My guy coming off the bench.
3: Um, you know what? I, I would go with uh I'd go with Keith Smart beating Syracuse because I really wanted him to win that year, and I did not want Syracuse to win in that NCAA tournament. So that, that's a defining moment for me because I did not want Syracuse to win. I wanted Indiana to win that game, and that takes me over into my coach, um, Robert Montgomery Knight, be able to do three NCAA championships. I know he had a lot of stuff happen. But when it comes to coaching uh, he was something else.
1: And there you know, to... <laughs> I don't know if, if Sir Bobby Knight could coach uh, in this generation uh, or at this timeline. Uh, but Mike, you're right, in that era, there was there was not there was not a better coach of college basketball. And um, I think Keith Smart's shot uh, maybe was resonating with many of our generation. Um, I am the youngest one in the crew, but there you know that that shot was a shot heard around the universe. Tommy, you were doing some scribbling. Uh, I heard because I think it was like the straight four for four uh, as Pender named him off. you were right there with him. Did you do any tweaks or are you sticking with? No, I completely
2: games? redid my team.
1: All right. <laughs> This is this is when you've got 20 your what 28 years of knowledge in the in the tournament. You've been a fan before that. You have names on the top of your mind.
2: Who do you yeah, got Yeah, uh I think first and foremost I'm going to you know, I got to start with uh Glenn Rice mm. uh from the 89 team who just shocked the world and still holds the record for most points in a tournament. And um, when you can
1: get away with wearing a t-shirt uh under your jersey, it's not a bad look either.
2: Right, and so he can then, score you know, inside, score outside. Um, My guards would be Bobby Hurley. Uh, yes. Because you need to have that guy who's just pissing vinegar and he's going to run everything for you. And then beside him is Steph Curry from oh, Davidson. I could shoot a little bit. I was there when I watched him on that run, and Kansas kind of upset him at, at, the, at the Ford Field. You were in the building. Oh, yeah. Um, I got Carmelo
0: Anthony from Syracuse. He's dominant, yeah.
1: yeah. He played uh, like a and, man at what was yeah. 18, 19 years old, but played like a grown ass man dog. Yeah, no,
2: I mean, game. Unibrow, you know, Unibrow, you yeah. were yeah. it up. Uh, and then I, oh, Unibrow is uh, Anthony Davis Anthony Davis yeah. from yeah. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what five right there. Uh, was that four? No, that's five. That's five. It was five. Um, yeah. And then, because Pender took all my picks, I decided <laughs> to take uh, from my sixth man off the bench is Mookie Blaylock. Mookie, Ooh. because that was the original name of Pearl Jam's band, yeah. and we know. <laughs> well done, well but done. he's awesome anyway. He was really good. And Remind then, me. where did he play uh, college? I was,
1: I was just going to ask that question, David. Where did Mookie like Blaylock play college? Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas,
0: Arkansas, I
4: think,
1: right? Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, there it is. Okay.
0: Right. All right, okay.
1: I knew it was oh, big big Tennessee. Oklahoma. country. Oh, we're singing early
4: with a wind come sweeping down the plane. And
1: who who would be the coach of that? Uh, I'm gonna go team? with the,
2: the the, sharpest dressed man in the business, uh, Mr. Jay Wright. From Jay Wright.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Tom sprinkled generations here, he kind of went across <laughs> the surprised. decades. Not
0: surprised. no, not at all. His role and
1: a yeah. couple that he's seen, and and now, um,
2: I did have a uh honorable mention, yeah, of uh, Chris Weber. Uh, no yes, way. so
1: it you know take out one um, timeout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do I word this? Take out one play, and and yeah, the the Rural. outlook on that team is completely different. I'm going to go to James Alexander, uh, huh. Big Jimmy. Who you got, my friend?
4: Well, I <clears throat> I kind of lived a little bit in the late '80s, early '90s kind of time. Okay, uh, for me. Um, Larry Johnson, for sure, right? I mean, that right. UNLV team in that 89 90 era, I thought at one point could have played in the NBA as a team, right? I mean, they just were that sick, and a lot of those guys did.
1: I was gonna say they were all paid like they were playing in the NBA.
4: Oh, yeah, well, hot dubs, UNLV, baby, Las Vegas. Um, so you know, I thought he was just his grandma, he was, he was a monster, right?
1: He picked up that nickname when he was in the league, right? Not at yeah. not in college,
4: okay. yeah. But he had the part in the middle with the gold yeah. tooth. He just looked like a bad dude when he walked on the court and he backed it up left and right. Um, I am going to go a couple Michigan guys. I'm going to go with Jalen Rose and Chris Weber. Um, you know, Weber, multi-talented, one of the, the greatest to ever, you know, step on the court. Jalen had that tough, gritty – Um, you know, he had that competitive streak. He he just was he's not going to back down anybody. There's a famous famous story of him and Jordan when he was with the Pacers that he you know they would go off after each other, and then Kobe dropped eighty one on him, and that was the end. (laughs) Um, but uh, so Jalen Rose, Chris Webber for sure. Um, then I'm going to go with uh, Tim Duncan. Hmm. He was the silent assassin at wake yeah like i mean he he made everything effortless and easy and suddenly he's got 40 and you're going what just happened here right so um you got to put duncan in there and my my man off the bench king rex rex chapman yes (laughs) As a, as a kid growing up in Northern Kentucky and Southern Ohio, uh, King Rex was no – that was it, the beginning and the end for basketball in that whole region. And for some people, it still is, to be honest right. with you. So uh, you got to put King Rex in there. I mean, he was all world. Um, you know, that guy had more media hype, but he could back it up. He, he right. could play and had a really nice NBA career. Um, he's a
0: great follow on Twitter too, by the way. Yes, he
4: is. He is. Amazing follow on Twitter. My
1: coach – did, did uh, I miss one? I have LJ, Duncan, Rose, and Weber. Who is Ellen the fifth?
4: Duncan, Rose, Weber. Okay, so King Rex. So I need a I need a bench guy. I thought you I had a, a yeah,
1: you need a fifth guy.
4: Um or sixth guy, sorry. So I was kind of up in the air on this one. Did I want to go with another big man or do I want to keep it versatile? So I was down between um Shaq, right? Because I really like Shaq in college and Stacy Ogman, the plastic man. Oh yeah. Um, so based on that reaction, I'm gonna go with the plastic man, which Uh, is one of the greatest (laughs) games ever. Gotcha. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Ogman and Johnson were sick, Rose Weber, sick, Silent Assassin, and then King Rex to wrap it all up. My coach, uh, Tark the Shark, Uh, Jerry.
1: I mean, you've got two of them on there, you've got to have them coached by Shark. I, I
4: think those players. And he would, th- their styles would mesh well. Jerry Tarkanian from styles. UNLV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, uh, roll call there.
0: David, well the done. man that loves hoops. Um, so here's what I did guys. I, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate all these names, great players. Uh, frankly, I'm hearing a lot of players who did not perform when it mattered most. Uh, wow. you're, you're Tim Duncan's, I don't believe Tim Duncan made a final four. Wow. Okay. I don't believe Steph Curry advanced past the sweet 16. I could be wrong. Um, So what I did was I I picked winners. I picked winners. (laughs) Uh, All of these guys played in a final four, if not an outright championship and and were champions themselves. And I picked guys that I used to idolize and go to the driveway after the game and, and do their jump shot, their turnaround, jump off a stack of boxes and dunk just like them. So that's how I went about it. So, you know, the man in the middle, we we've talked about this before. Um, Christian Leitner, goes tag. Oh, Christian Leitner, uh, would lead things off Country for me, right. uh, the ultimate winner, uh, most decorated couch player in history. So then we get, get interesting. So I also went Stacy Augman, um, of all those guys on those UNLV teams. He was the most exciting to me. He was the high flyer. He was a great defender, left-hander long. And, um, uh, just he played more years than Larry Johnson too. He was there longer. I just feel like I feel like he he was he made more of an a impact of basketball on the program that
4: was forward from what had been played pre metal team. Sure. Like, ahead of his time.
0: Yeah. Uh, next one has not been mentioned yet, and uh, this guy just a phenomenal skill set. Jamal Mashburn, Kentucky. Um, he, he was he was superstar, monster mash, yeah. incredible yep. player, smooth, silky. Uh, next, my point guard. Hurley's a good choice. I went with another Duke guy. Uh, Jay Williams is the best college point guard I've ever seen in my life. Um, And it's tragic what happened to him at the next level What was a motorcycle accident or whatever he did. But good God, the things he could do at that size, he could do everything. He could jump. He could penetrate. He could shoot. He could dish. Um, Tom, did we see him live in Christ? Yeah, I I was just going to interrupt and tell you a
2: quick story. Yeah. Please so do. when Jay Williams and the Blue Devils came to play Michigan, uh, we get the ball off the tip. Dominic Ingerson, Yes, Dom. From up the floor, pulls up, hits this three, and then holds his gooseneck going backwards. And Jay Williams looked at him and was like, no. And then hung like 31 on him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dom didn't score again. <laughs> I think you're right. I think he might have had three all game long. Wow. Uh, it, it was just, and then he, hung, I was like, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. Don't poke the bear.
0: <laughs> it got, it got ugly early. So I don't know who <coughs> Dominic Ingersoll is, but I do know who Jay, <laughs> Jay Williams is. And uh, again, the best point guard I've ever seen at the college level. Um, yeah. All right. So the next guy has not been mentioned yet. Um, I also liked really good teams mm-hmm. and that's why I love that era. I'm with James and Pender. That era, late 80s, early 90s, you had the dominant teams with four, five deep, UNLV, and so on and so forth. Syracuse, I didn't, I never liked Bayheim. I never liked the coaches, but man, they had some good teams. So, of those teams with Sherman Douglas, Derek Coleman, uh, Billy Owens was the guy for me who um, was the best player of the bunch um, and uh, could do team. it all. Just a sweet, sweet player. So, Billy Owens is my fifth. And then I need a sharpshooter off the bench. And I went with Glenn Rice. Why not? I mean, who could fill it up more from three uh, in that era? I'm kind of sticking with that era for the most part. Yeah. Uh, My coach, it's funny. Pender mentioned Patrick Ewing and being upset. I want, I wanted my coach to be the guy to inspire a monumental Cinderella upset. So I went with my fellow Paisan, Raleigh Massimino.
1: Raleigh Massimino.
0: That's my, that's my team.
1: Those are, those were all phenomenal names. I can say that I will have seven names that have not come out of any of your mouths. Um, because I, I looked at this tournament and much like you, David, I went with names that stood out for me and, and weren't the names that maybe will be played in the highlights year after year, but names that stuck to me and, and, and performances that stuck with me. And I said, you know what, that's my guy, um, in the middle. And mainly, maybe because. When I listen to a Michigan basketball broadcast right now, I hear a nickname that I don't associate with the player. Uh, and it's nothing for this player's Austin Davis at the University of Michigan is dubbed Big Country. But for me, there's only one Big Country, and it's Big Country Bryant Reeves. And you know, would you come off a farm and look like that and play the way he did in that tournament to take Oklahoma
0: state? Did you grow your stash in high school because of big country? I, <laughs> I looked like big country,
1: Brian Reeves. I had stubble, right? I did not, I was not as tall as he was, but I wanted no to be that guy. One. Right. I wanted, you know, to take his talents up to Canada and then say, I'm just going to work on a farm. I big country, Brian Reeves stood out for me in his, in his run. Okay. Okay. Um, a point guard, you guys had mentioned some wonderful ones. Tony Delk in his run with MASH. I, I don't know why I was Tony Delk in the backyard for months after this tournament. He could shoot it. He could drive it. Number I just, double I,
0: zero or zero? What was he? Double zero. Double zero. Right?
1: Yeah. Double zero. And it was like, that's a number I haven't seen before. Really, uh, it's not the norm. And and played phenomenal uh, in the in the 96 tournament. Is that tournament. The,
4: uh... The denim era of uniforms for Kentucky. I, I think they were rocking some.
1: It could be very well. With
4: like they literally had denim insets in them <laughs> on oh, the sides. I mean, they were.
1: Tony was just, he was, wow. he was my point guard. Um, and then the year after that uh, Mountain Dew had the name under the cap. Uh, I think it was all Pepsi products. And I flipped up Arizona and said, nah, I don't know if I can get through this. Not say Miles, Miles Simon. Miles Simon. Love Miles Simon. <laughs>
4: oh, no. I love the give leader me Bibby. of the
1: Arizona Wildcats, Miles Simon. He looked like he just He's a champion. Like he, he's a champion. And didn't look... Not
4: Steve Kerr? Not Sean Steve Kerr.
1: Nope. No, didn't Ellie, look like his, Sean Elliott was a phenomenal player. Miles Simon <laughs> uh, was that deadly That deadly player on my team that I was Interesting. like, I like that guy. Um, yeah. For a sentimental reason. And I believe I was in... Fifth grade I think when uh when Loyola Marymount had the run and Bo Kimball went to the line and shot left-handed mm. and I said that's a memory that I will never forget yeah. Bo Kimball is on my list
0: all-time uh
1: and was an all-time was a great player
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and took that squad all the way to the lead uh, elite eight but in you know memory of his friend shoots lefty Bo Kimball from Loyola Marymount's on my team and a guy that I highly doubt you guys would would say why um a guy that quite possibly could be an NFL Hall of Fame tight end. He played at Eastern for one year and then went to Kent State and took him to the Elite Eight with Trevor Hoffman. Antonio. I'm going Mac. I'm going Antonio <laughs> Gates. Uh, oh. Watched some highlights of Antonio Gates in the last couple of days, and the dude just <laughs> did not look like he should be doing what he was doing. Uh, but Antonio <laughs> Gates had a sweet touch. Um, so I was, I was an Antonio Gates fan. Uh, in college and now continuously when you're like that dude is going to be a Hall of famer. He's in my top five and my bench player. You're going to laugh at me because he was a freshman in uh, I think it was 1998. He helped UCLA win a national championship. Toby Bailey, Toby Bailey, uh, just as a sixth man, Toby Bailey is my guy to come off and yeah, run, like Toby Bailey. run the floor, but uh, they could only be coached by one guy one guy who looked exactly like my father rick majerus <laughs> Good rick Majeris who lived in a hotel room or how all the rumors around the dude could just coach he was he wasn't physically the most fit man in, in the world and, and had problems <laughs> with his heart but uh rick Majeris and my father if you put their screen shares or their, their pictures back to back identical human beings rick majerus is my coach
0: I have a I'm funny not.
2: Rick Majera story. Oh, I would Let's love hear. to hear a Rick Majera story. All right, I got two of them. The first one was, Penny, you remember Chuck Swenson? Swen. So, yeah, he was, I do. He was really close friends with him, and one time he went to the hotel and was hanging out with him, and this was in Vegas or something during a coaching convention, and he called room service, and he ordered three large pizzas. And then when they brought the pizzas up, Majerus took all the cheese off the pizza and put it in a ball and just started eating the cheese. And then he called back down there and he said, hey, Swen, do you want some dessert? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll take whatever. He's like, well, how about everything? So he ordered every dessert on the menu and it was cakes and pies. And, and Swen was like, dude, I, I couldn't believe it. So he ordered all that. So fast forward, uh, one time he was doing color commentating.
1: Yep, for ESPN, right?
2: Yeah, and he came in, and I had to bring him a pad for his chair, not a pillow, a pad. I had to have a box of Kleenex lotion tissues. There was none of these scratchy. Anything he was We're not you know, using and, puffs
1: plus, man. We need Kleenex,
2: no Kleenex with the lotion. I had, I mean, I was like, wait, what? I'm not like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then his last request was, he needs a pool, and I was like, well, we don't really kidding? have a pool because he swam every he morning.
1: Sw- That's right, you swam like a mile or two well, miles. I was he like, just no, just you can contact
2: administration. Morning. He's like, no, I need, I'm going swimming in the pool. And I'm like, well, we have practice, I would imagine, right? So I don't know what happened, but I did find him a pad and i think somebody from facilities went and got him his tissues or espn did but i don't know what happened to the pool
4: right it was uh was was no brown m&ms also on his rider
2: <laughs> i don't know man it's not
1: his rider
4: yeah so yeah, yeah there you go he was a character it. that's awesome
1: that is
0: that is phenomenal so i guess you know, David means
4: Majerus is a real cheese ball <laughs>